Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bite Size, the podcast focused on Northern Illinois' student film festival, Reality Bites. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and with me today is the other co-host for Bite Size, Emily Freed. Emily, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Very tired with homework and classes and everything else going on outside of this podcast, but still very happy to be here. Ah, yes. The life of a student. Today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite films submitted for this festival, Fallen Angel. But we are not alone. Here with us to talk about the film is the director herself, Taylor James. Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> Excellent. That's good, because we're, we're excited to have you as well. <laughs> yes, it is a true pleasure. Truly, this is one of, the, one of the best films in the film festival, in my personal opinion. You could definitely tell that a lot of thought was put into it, and I'm really excited to, to get into it. But before we do, I kind of wanted to talk about your personal history, you know, where you grew up and what school you went to, and just basically what inspired you to get into filmmaking. Well... When I was 10 years old, I saw Avatar by James Cameron. That's coming out here. The second one is coming out here soon. Um, And that kind of like sparked my interest in the film industry. Um, But when I was 13, The Hunger Games came out and I had read the series and I was so excited. And that was when I like made the decision, I want to work in film, in TV, whatever it is, scripted. And I was living in Ohio at the time and I started bugging my mom. I was a freshman in high school. I was like, mom, can we move to California? And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would we just move to California? Um, and so I bugged her all the time about it. And it got to the point where she's like, if you say it again, we're never going to California. And so I stopped talking about it. And about a year later, um, her boss announced his retirement and she's like, you want to move to California? I was 16. So between 13 and 16, she kind of made the decision that um, she was going to kind of put all of her eggs in my basket. And we were going to move out to California, just us two. We sold everything we had. And I came out here so I could afford in-state tuition. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get to go to a film school because there's not any big film schools in Ohio. Um, So we came out here and I toured all these canvases. There's so many schools out here. It's ridiculous that you don't even know about. Um, And I went to Cal State Northridge for a campus tour and they had just gotten a $10 million grant from somebody and um, they had updated absolutely everything in their arsenal for their film school. Um, So I decided to go there because of the teachers and Um, One thing that was really important to me is they actually have a separate film and TV program. So they're pretty much the same aside from about five or six classes, but your thesis is either a pilot and or a short film. Um, And I wanted to make a TV pilot. So I went into the TV making track um, and that's how Fallen Angel came to be. So Um, yeah, that's kind of my come up story all the way out here. That's so, yeah, um, sorry to interrupt, Ben, um, but that's really, really exciting to hear, and, um, you know, as, as media students ourselves who are studying school in Illinois, um, we can understand the want to move out there and go away and get away out there, um, and it's always, like, really interesting to hear about people who have, you know, done it, even, even in high school. Um, and I'm super glad that you've, you've got that opportunity. Um, and clearly all of, you know, your wanting and hard work 
has paid off. Um, and that's also interesting that you mentioned that Fallen Angel was originally a TV pilot, <laughs> because when we watched it, we were not watching it with, with the lens of this being for television. It was just a short film. Um, and honestly, it works both ways. It's, it's really strong. Um, as a standalone pilot, and I would love to see this uh, some someday down in the future as an actual series. I think that there's so much potential with it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so Northridge is unique in the fact that they kind of do the split track where they have you do a pilot versus a thesis once you become a senior. Um, and I knew that I wanted to submit this to festivals when I pitched the show to everybody. They knew I wanted it in festivals, so I specifically wrote the film where it could be a short film that leaves you wanting more, but it could also be a pilot that establishes like all these characters and makes you, um, it doesn't solve everything at the end for them. So it does give you the opportunity to have an episode two, but it also does feel um, satiated um, at the end of this one, like you feel okay if it doesn't continue. So we specifically wrote it that way so yeah i i love the ending it does leave you wanting more but in a good way you know um so for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen your film fallen angel um what is the premise of this film everybody asks me that it changes every time because i don't even know um essentially we all have guardian angels right but we don't know that they exist and your guardian angel ends up falling in love with you um, so it kind of explores the idea of what if this person who's been assigned to you um, to watch over you, make sure you make good decisions, falls in love with you, abandons heaven, and comes to have a life with you. I don't know if that's a good way to No, no, it that, is. Well, uh, yes. And just, just to say, like, when you have a narrative or a story like that that can evolve or change based on the way you're feeling – then you're definitely doing a good job. Like, like every time I watch, so my favorite film is The Last Samurai. And every time I watch that, I get something new out of it every time. Or the story changes because my focus is on something else. And that's what this film is. Every time you, I mean, if you can focus on one of the characters, it's a completely different film. And so your way of saying that it, it, it changes every time, the narrative changes every time is, is a perfect way of describing that. But one of the... One of the greatest things that stands out in this movie is the acting, specifically. And I just wanted to ask you, are these friends that you know personally from class, or are these genuine actors that you hired? Because at times while watching this, I was legitimately engrossed in the story. Like, I forgot I was watching a student film. It felt like watching a legit film. So our main cast, there's eight main cast members, and they are all casted through a major casting website out here that regular TV shows and movies use as well. So we actually have eight actors. The only problem is we're not allowed to use SAG actors. So they were all non-union. They're all very green, very young. Um, our most experienced actors were Mark, the Dark Angel. His name is Jack Wooten. He graduated from USC. Um, in theater and he is just phenomenal I mean he was just a joy to work with personally mine and Emily I think he's our favorite character just <laughs> yeah. from how funny he is and just everything he's perfect yeah right before this we were talking about how like he like steals every single scene that he's in <laughs> very charming very funny 
Yes, and I mean, he's just, he steals the scene when, in real life when you're in a room <laughs> with him. I mean, he is just the funniest guy I think I've ever met, and he's just awesome to work with. Um, and then she didn't have a big role, and that's because um, her name is Kara Joe. She played Amanda, which is Marley's friend she meets in the coffee shop. She's a very experienced actress, um, but her scheduling conflicts, we were looking toward the main role for her. Um, but with some scheduling conflicts, we ended up putting her in the supporting role. I ended up writing a much longer scene. That coffee shop scene was like one and a half pages, but then I changed it to almost three um, when we casted her because I wanted her more in my show. Uh, so those are our two main actors. All the rest, though, were completely green, no acting experience. Um, they didn't go to school for it. They didn't, they just, they want to be actors and so they're getting their experience through these student films um so the casting process took us about six weeks we had over 600 auditions um submissions and then we had 60 auditions and then we had 20 callbacks um so it was kind of funny it was kind of in the middle of covid we casted in september 2021 and we had them all come outside to my garage and we all just ran through each scene. I started like picking people, pairing them up. Um, the biggest thing with the comedy is going to be the chemistry that you have between these actors. If the chemistry isn't right between the actors, every, every joke's going to fall flat. Nobody's going to care about them. Um, so that was important to me to get them in person and then make those final decisions. So yeah, we used a real website and stuff to cast them. And then there's a couple people. My mom's in the film. Um, oh, really? Yep, we made a trailer for this in a different class um, because the way our school sets up, we have like a pre-thesis class and then we have like the actual thesis class. Um, and the pre-thesis class gives you four weeks to shoot a trailer for something you want to do for your thesis. So in the trailer, um, we had someone who did our sound ended up being the homeless guy in the actual pilot. So our sound engineer for the trailer came over and was homeless for us. Um, so we did start kind of grabbing our friends and stuff for like small, tiny roles. But my mom is the teacher that tries to fail her students. Oh, that's so funny. That line made me laugh out loud. Um, that's really funny. Um, and it's always like really engaging and kind of like heartwarming to hear about like the, the personal people in your life who you bring in to help you out with these films. Um, because I know that it is very difficult to kind of wrangle a cast and wrangle all these people you don't know. So it sounds really nice to have those people um, around you and helping you out with the film. Yeah, and just, just a quick question. You said the casting process took you uh, six weeks, I think. How long did the whole thing from its initial conception, Fallen Angel, to the very end how long did that take you cool um so because it was a pilot um they only give us one semester because they want you to kind of treat it as in the industry you get about two weeks to make a tv show pilot um in regards to filming and then you get about two months for pre-production and then two months for post so they want to really um, simulate what it's going to be like in the industry. The film students actually get two full semesters to do their short film, which is 30 minute film. Um, and so I wrote Fallen Angel in an advanced screenwriting class the semester before my thesis. And I really took that time because I 
wanted to wanted something of mine to be our thesis they only choose two projects out of the entire senior class so i was wow. like i gotta put like all my eggs in my basket and just write the best thing i've ever written so i spent an entire semester on fallen angel and writing it and perfecting it um and then as far as pre-production fundraising casting filming and post-production we started august 30th and we ended december 18th of 2021 so, wow okay that that i mean this i mean this sounds like legit i mean this <laughs> This is, I mean, I could only dream of being a part of something like that. That sounds like the coolest experience of ever. I mean, come on. As a part of your, as a part of being a senior in college and being able to create a film like this, I mean, little Ben over here has only dreamed of that. That is so cool. And you're getting to do that with all these actors and everything like that is so cool. For the budget for this film, it was, I mean, it was clearly evident that you guys had I mean, more to do with the budget in this film. And it, it's all to the benefit of your film because there's some CGI moments in there. And it, I mean, it looks spectacular the way you're able to do it. Especially, just a little side note, the logo is done really well. I don't know if that's calculated into the budget, but I really just like the logo design of like the thumbnail that starts it off. I really like that. And I, I was wondering what that process is in applying for or grants or fundraising or however you did that. Like take us through, take us through that process. So <laughs> fundraising, that nearly killed me and my producer. <laughs> we got at each other's throats with fundraising. Um, so the school gave us $2,000. Our total budget was, we ended up getting $23,000 for our budget. Our goal was 25, so we utilized it really well. Um, we all chipped in $500, there was 10 of us. So that got us $5,000. And then we started asking friends and family uh, we started to go fund me and that got us to about $16,000, I believe. Um, so the GoFundMe got us up to about 16,000. And then we did like these little bingo cards on all of our Instagrams. And that point we had um, casted. So the cast chipped in because they wanted a big show. They wanted something with a big budget behind their name. So the cast did like these little bingo cards and every bingo card they filled out on Instagram was like 200 bucks. So we got another $5,000 from that. Um, and then trying to get us from, I'm totally off somewhere around here. We had a cookie sale. Um, we bought Cheryl's Cookies. They're actually a Midwest company and they come prepackaged at COVID. And we sat outside of a grocery store for eight days, um, four weekends. And we just asked people like, hey, you want a cookie? And people would just throw cash at us, literally. Um, so we went from somewhere around $18,000 to $23,000 with just those cookies. Wow. Um, and, and that offset the cost of the cookies too. So like we spent $1,000 on cookies and we were able to get 5,000 out of it. Um, so it was 6,000 total in revenue. This is probably so confusing for people just listening. Yeah, no, you're okay. Um, I'm in an advanced production class at the moment and we're starting our fundraising kind of section of that on Monday. <laughs> um, that's when our whole GoFundMe and everything is going up. And it takes a lot of work 
to fundraise for a film, um, especially when you don't have grants or, you know, the school backing you <laughs> up that much monetarily. So it takes a lot of work to advocate for your film in this way. Um, and to me, that's that's really respectable. And it's it takes a lot of hard work. So, I mean, it makes sense to me now that I'm currently going through it. But, um, you know, I, I think it's good for people who are listening who maybe are student filmmakers and haven't gone through this it's good for them to maybe hear that yes it's a lot of work but once you put that in it is very much well worth it it is and it's so stressful and then once we had that money i mean we were 22 and we had no idea what to do with it um and we um me my producer and our director of photography we fought like cats and dogs about how we wanted to spend it. He wanted like 20 grand. And I was like, dude, you can't have $20,000. <laughs> and then I wanted to pay the actors. And then our producer, she's like, I need money for locations. And I was <laughs> like, we were like, just like going at it the entire semester on how to spend this money too. But we truly didn't stop fundraising until the second to last week of our film being due. Um, because post-production, I mean, that was super expensive. You mentioned all the CGI that cost us about $4,000 for that whole film. Uh, so very expensive when you go toward the CGI route, but I think it helps sell the story a little bit more. Yeah. And, and no easy feat raising that money. That, that is, that is very respectable. Yeah. And, um, and speaking of like the special effects, what kind of challenges come along with creating a live action independent film um, that requires special effects or these larger than life characters? So I directed our thesis and when it came to special effects, it was actually really beneficial to have contracted our um, editor, our CGI editor, I should say, um, before we started filming. Um, because of that, I was able to, when I was making my shot list, I was going to be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking when regards to the VFX of how to make this work. How do I need to shoot this for this to be something for you to do? Um, so that was super helpful is having, his name's Alex Goyette. He's actually a director and he does VFX on the side to make extra money. He directed a show with Cameron, a movie with Cameron Dallas on Netflix about six, seven years ago. Um, and he just actually came back from Brazil a month ago. Yeah, a month ago from shooting a movie down there. So he is a very, very talented director who just does VFX on the side in between stuff. Um, so it was nice having that connection with him. And that way I was able to really uh, chart out what I needed to do for VFX. And my camera guy, he would get so confused. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it makes sense. Just do it. Just do it. I already talked to him. He's like, I don't know how he's going to do this. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, it did. My next question was actually going to be, you know, what was the planning process for production design like? And I know that, you know, the, the VFX and stuff like that can kind of, planning for that goes a lot into production design. Um, but like, what about like maybe costuming or makeup or anything else? Um, what was that, that planning process like when you, when you started to visualize who these characters were? So in my original script, when I wrote it, it um, I wrote it as if I had no budget and this was a Hollywood film, right? 
And so the original is a bit more airy, I suppose you could say. Um, more more production design, more unique settings than a break room or a movie theater or an office for Brad. Like it was a little bit more heaven-like. I don't know what that means, but um, when you had to practicalize it with the amount of money he had, the experience we had, all, all 10 major crews were students. So director, producer, director of photography, camera assist, um, production design, we had three of them, two editors, all students in our thesis class. Um, so you kind of had to work within the limitations of what everybody knew. So when it came to production design, um, within the first two or three weeks, they started asking me all these questions. And I was like, I don't know. Um, so we kind of revisited the script and I was like, what if it was like a kooky workplace, right? Like kind of like the office meets heaven. Like, what is that like? Um, so that's kind of, that was kind of what I've instructed them to do when it came to stuff regarding the setting, just because we couldn't pull off what I had originally wrote. It would have been impossible. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that completely. Most of the stuff I've written myself <laughs> will not work in a practical setting whatsoever. Um, but it's kind of funny that you that you bring up like the office meets heaven a little bit because I it did remind me a little bit of the good place in certain aspects with some of the angels and the way that they would communicate with each other. Very funny, um, but it's still very different and very unique. Um, and I think that's for me what makes it so charming and what'll what'll make it make it leave an impression with me is is this story and i i absolutely loved it and i'm i'm very excited to see kind of what you do down the line whether that is television or or film or whatever that may be yeah yeah i'm still kind of trying to figure it out i've had a couple jobs on different shows here and there as a pa but i mean it is just grueling out here <laughs> So I'm just on the hustle constantly. I'm email UPMs and coordinators and ADs constantly every day. I'd be like, hey, do you have any positions open on the next season, blah, blah, blah. I actually just got a uh, word from a guy who does Barry um, today and he's looking for an office PA. So it really just, it gets so annoying. Everybody says it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Um, and it's hard to find people to know. I will say that. Um, so it's a hustle. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, but but congratulations on, on finding work, because I know that that's very difficult in this industry. And good luck, you know, with, with these jobs that you are applying for. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all I have to say about that. But um, but you know, best, best of luck. I mean, like I'm not even out there and I'm already intimidated by it. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Are you guys planning on heading out here once you graduate? I might. It, it depends. Because if I end up going into voice work, for example, I, I could work out of Chicago. Um, <laughs> but, but Ben, I, I'm not 100% sure what he's up to. Well, I, I think it's, I think we're going to park, I think we're going to park ourselves here because I'm actually getting married in August. So that is, that's going to park myself right here in Chicago. So I don't think I'll be going out there, but if something happens with voice work, then that'll be great. But 
I mean... Congratulations, though. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it never really came up in conversation. But, I mean, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Fallen Angel, obviously. Um, I know you <laughs> no, said... No, it's okay. Uh, well, yeah. But I know you said the, um, the Fallen Angel, the premise changes. But what would you want people to, like, take away from this movie? Like, if, if you have someone watching it and they come away after the 26 roughly minutes that this... Uh, movie goes for what do you want people to take away from this film um wow um you know when i wrote this i kind of started developing it as if it's gonna sound so sad um as if like somebody has always been watching me and was just like in love with me like you are i so many guy problems so it's like somebody out there has to like who I am and then it just kind of spiraled into this I'm like oh what if it's someone who has to be in love with me <laughs> um, so I would just hope that when people watch this that somebody is watching over them they are doing the right thing they are who they are supposed to be Austin is constantly trying to change Marley into being what he wants and what is his perfect girlfriend or He's a big Hollywood agent, doesn't know how to treat people correctly, constantly doing drugs, and it. she's unhappy, and the person that will make her happy is someone who leaves their life to try and be with her. I don't know. I think I'm going off a tangent. Let me retie that question. We can edit this, right? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, but that was a really, really good answer, Taylor. It really was. <laughs> like, I... So have you ever seen the film It's a Wonderful Life? No, with it's Jimmy old Stewart. though. It's, it's old, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's old, but it, I totally got those vibes because you have your guardian angel in that film and he comes down and he escorts this guy and he shows him that, hey, you truly do have a wonderful life. I'm here, I'm watching out for you. And I totally got that. But it's a different setting because with this, it's a, it's a guy angel and it's a, it's a, um, it's a guy um, who's getting help. But with this, it's a love story. And that makes it even much more personal. And I feel that it it is able to relate to more people on a grander scale with this one. And it's totally what I got out of the film. You have someone watching you from up high. And hey, maybe it's someone who, you know, has to watch you, but they fall in love with you. Like, to Taylor, your answer was great. I just want you to know that was really good. And totally what I got out of it, too. Exactly. I interpret it as, you know no matter how it is that you feel or how maybe unlovable or out of place that you feel, there's always someone out there who's going to like you for who you are. Um, whether it's just some, you know, magical guardian angel or if it's just, you know, someone who maybe you've never noticed before. You know, like it's it's a very sweet story and I think it is something, as Ben said, that some it's something very personable and I think a lot of people will really like it when when they see it at the festival next week. I'm so excited that this is screening for a bunch of um, students. Um, we haven't had our showcase yet here in California. That's in May. And I there's not a lot of student film festivals out there. I only was able to apply to three or four and we applied to 50. Um, and what stinks about like the big film festivals is you don't get any kind of feedback. Um, you don't get to see the audience reaction or whatever. So I'm actually really excited that you guys reached out to me and I'm glad it's being well received by peers, not necessarily industry professionals, but peers, that's more important to me. 
Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because it, it goes through. I mean, we watch it and we're just humble students. But then it gets sent on to actual critics and there's a judging process. So it, it made it through there too. Absolutely. So then yeah. that so that now it gets screened for the festival. I think it's the second night. I could be wrong, but there's two nights of filming and it gets screened one of the nights. But yeah, it makes it through judges. So it's not just humble students reviewing your films. It's critics as well. That makes me so happy. Well, I'm so glad you guys love it. I um, I can't wait for my showcase so we can just show everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly at your at how may I ask how old you are, Taylor? I just turned 23 a couple weeks ago. At 23 years old, and you've already created this fairly modest-sized budget film, which is fantastic. I mean, clearly you're going places. Clearly. I'm actually, I'm humbled that we get, I, have you ever been interviewed before? <laughs> um, no, actually. Um, I did a phone call with my producer with our, it's called The Sundial. It's like a school journalism. And we were on the phone for like maybe 10 minutes. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't like as fun as this and <laughs> and as inquisitive of questions. It was more of like, um, are you guys excited to show your film? I was like, yeah, we're excited. <laughs> right, <laughs> we worked, right. We only worked on this for forever. Well, your ambition is clearly evident. And I mean, yes, of course, you are going places. Where can people find you, though? Are you on social medias? Um, what do you got going for you? So we can put that out there. Oh, uh, often. well, I am not a very big social media person, actually. I mean, I have the regular socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, but um, as far as like churning out content, um, that's not necessarily my thing. So if everyone wants just to follow me on Instagram, I'll follow back. I'm all about connections. Um, but other than that, yeah. Could be YouTube or Vimeo as well, you know, not just social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so um, I do not share the work that I did in college. <laughs> uh, that is okay and understandable. I know. That sounds so silly, but, like, um, COVID hit, right, as we were all getting into our production classes. So usually when we graduate, we have, like, four or five, like, decent things we want to show people. Um, Fallen Angel was the first thing we got to do back in person. <laughs> so, me filming a cat getting a spotty, not necessarily something I'll uh, share with everyone. <laughs> um, but I am very excited to show Fallen Angel to people, and I can't wait to post it online. We've all just been like sitting here holding it because certain festivals don't let you post it. So I'm so excited. This is so fun. Thank you guys for reaching out to me. Absolutely. 